like life in general. I feel like we're always just walking through life so quick. Um, and even when I'm like on the train and stuff, I just notice people like flying like from point A to point B and they're just not taking into account like anything around them. Um, and I even notice it like in my boyfriend or like certain people in my life. Um, and now like even my boyfriend will send me photos of like light, which I think is cute because it's like, people start to like when I make them more aware of it then they're more aware of it but I think once you like focus on like smaller things and it's like you find like joy in everything and then it's not like one bad thing happens to you and you can actually like take a step back and look at the bigger picture and think okay there are actually other good things that are happening um so when we're stressed or anxious about something or if something goes wrong it's like okay well we also have all of these other good things to look forward to Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Hi there, and welcome back to the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it is a pleasure to have you here. I actually just recorded this intro, but my microphone was not cooperating, and so I had to stop, and here we go for round two. So if it gets a little rambly, I'm sorry, but a long day, you hear me? So I don't know about you guys, but the winter blues are hitting real hard right about now. As I hunker down in my house because it's 10 degrees out and snowy. And don't get me wrong, I love a good snow around Christmas and I respect Mother Nature for working her magic, but this girl does not do well in the cold or the snow or the gray skies of winter on the East Coast, specifically Pennsylvania. So yeah, I just, it it steals my energy. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to walk the dog or go to the store for food or go to work or honestly anywhere besides my house. But the ironic thing is, and maybe you can relate, I don't want to be in my house anymore. I have freaking cabin fever. I want to go outside. I want to do all these things, but I don't want to when I remember what it's like outside. So that's my dilemma. And the solution I've come to is that I just, I need to travel. So my current project is to find somewhere to go for just like three, four days, just to see some sunshine, feel some warmth, and kind of get me through to March, which is when I go to Expo, and that's in California. And then all I have to do is survive April. And then it's May, right? Yeah, May. And then, boom, the winter blues are over. So that's my current situation, and I know I'm lucky and privileged to be able to just say I'm going to travel, but still. I was hustling at my part-time jobs trying to get those extra tips and extra hours, so well worth it for a trip, but anywho, I thought it'd be a good time to discuss this because A, I'm currently snowed in and frustrated with my situation, so why not talk about it with you guys? B, I recently did an Instagram post about this, and a lot of you seem to resonate with it. And see, it's just fitting for today's guest, my dear friend, Addie Martinovic, who also suffers from this seasonal emotional fluctuation. Fluctuation? Fluctuation. I think I'm saying that right. You get what I mean. It's just something we chat about a lot in this episode, and it's pretty fitting. So let's dive in. I'm sharing three semi-practical tips. Let's be honest, these probably are not practical for everyone, but they're here to help you get through this rough time of year. I call January through April like the dead zone where it's real hard to just live your life. So hopefully these will help you. One for me is structure. Any other time of the year, I am pretty free-flowing, go with the flow, let's just see where life takes us. But this time of year, if I don't structure my days, I will wind up wasting so much time and then getting angry at myself for wasting said time and then getting depressed and then getting anxious and then, you know, you know what I mean. It is a loop of just one little thing to the next and you're constantly jumping from one to the next. So I have set structures into place. I have to get up between 5.30 and 6 unless it's a weekend. I'm not allowing myself to sleep in 
unless it's a weekend and I've worked late the night before because otherwise, like, no, my day just goes downhill. So I get up at a specific time, even though it's hard. I don't get on my phone until 8 a.m., so between wake up and that phone time, which is usually breakfast, I allow myself to drink warm water, I journal, I plan my day out, implementing the structure, I do computer work, I do my workout, or I walk the dog, or I stretch, whatever, and then I have breakfast, phone, start Instagram, start all my work. So then, my morning is not infringed by social media. And I get my entire day, well, not entire, but most of my day structured, or I at least make bullet points of what needs to get done and when I'd like it done by. So then during the day, now I'm not perfect, this isn't always the case, but for the most part, during the day, I'm pretty on course of this is what I need to get done. And the moment I have a free time, whether that's between appointments, between meetings, or you know, I go into work for a four-hour shift and I come home, I know what I'm doing and I'm not allowing myself to just reach for my phone or get on Netflix or any of those other, you know, distractions. Sometimes I do and that's okay. I try not to. Then, I think it's also important to structure after dinner. So usually, like any other time of year, after dinner, it's just like whatever goes, you know, maybe I walk the dog or I'm going somewhere, whatever, but this time of year, it's so easy when it's pitch freaking blackout by six o'clock to just want to go to sleep early, and you know what? That's fine if you do, but if you have things you need to get done, planning ahead of time really helps, so one thing I found is that if I have to do anything in the kitchen, meal prep, dishes, etc., etc., I put on Netflix while I'm doing that, and then I just have my cordless headphones, and I just bebop around the kitchen getting so much done while fulfilling my desire to watch Netflix. So it's like, boom, there you go. Or if I have to do computer work, I tell myself, okay, let's do an hour or an hour and a half of computer work, or let's email X amount of guests, or let's plan X amount of posts. And then I'll give myself usually like half an hour or something where I can like, whatever, watch Netflix, read a book, get on my phone cuddle with my cats, you name it, the list is endless. And then I try to get to sleep at a decent time. But we all know how that goes. And it just helps, you know, like plan when you're going to the gym or when you're working out. Plan when to go for a walk. Getting outside in the winter, even if you hate it, is really good. So I just use my dog's motivation. Like he has to get out, so I'm going to take him. My second tip, that's probably more practical, is an a light alarm clock. Not Okay, so let me explain and then you'll get it. So it's a alarm clock that as, so in the half an hour before your wake up time, so say mine's set for 6 a.m., in the half an hour before that time, it starts to gradually light itself up. So it's like a natural light to eye stimulation, so to speak. So your eyes, so you know how like in the summer it's hard to sleep in, at least for me, because the light coming in through my windows naturally wakes me up, even if it's six o'clock in the morning. Well, that's how this works. It's like a gradual, so it's kind of like a sunrise. And I'm not even joking. It has helped so much. I used to just use my phone. I wouldn't have my Wi-Fi on, but I would just have my alarm set on my phone. And I'd have multiple alarms set where I'd have to type in a specific message. Otherwise, it wouldn't turn off. And I would get so mad because I couldn't get up. I was so groggy. I first wound up like I would just be like chucking my phone across the room or eventually got to the point where I just turned my phone off because I was so mad I didn't want to try to figure out the passcode to turn off the alarm so I wasn't waking up I couldn't wake up so I got this alarm clock and no joke I wake up and I hate to say it but I wake up almost happy to wake up because it's like so natural you know it's that light stimulation I'm telling you what last tip this is very practical everyone can do it connect we need This time of year, it is so easy to be a little hermit and hide away in our shell and not want to do anything. Kind of say like, oh, I'm I'm being by myself. I'm relaxing. No, we need community. We need connection. Plan a video chat or an in real life chat with friends, your community. And it's just a way to help you like boost your mood, boost your creativity, boost your motivation. It's a way to get you out of your own head if you suffer from the things I'm talking about, like seasonal depression, anxiety, restlessness, etc. And you know what? If someone wants to do this with me, hit me up. 
I already do this with a lot of my friends on Instagram because it's something we're all going through. And I love talking with people, as you probably know from my rambling on these podcasts. So just let me know if you need someone to chat to and I'm here for you. But yeah, that's my last one. Connect, make community, and just get out of your head. So on to today's actual topic. Let's begin. (laughs) We have Addie, who is a woman with many hats, many talents, and lots of laughter. This was such a down-to-earth conversation that just got me thinking about a lot of little things in the day-to-day life, actually. So, Addie is a lifestyle blogger influencer, though we both cringe at the word influencer. It is the best way to describe it. And this conversation she shares is all about the transition in her life that got her here to this point. From her start as a food blogger account and having an unhealthy obsession with health, which so many of us relate to, to losing her mom and aunt in a traumatic way for her, healing after that grief, moving all over, starting a new job with Simple Mills, and then leaving that job, finding love in the city and gratitude for the everyday. It's just a light conversation. It's a heavy conversation. It's fun. It's serious. It's just everything you need to hear to walk away from this moment with more appreciation, more gratitude, and just more love for your life. We also talk a bit about like content creation behind the scenes and what it actually looks like to be doing the job she's doing and also a sneak peek into why she might not be doing it full time for much longer, which was an interesting conversation that I think many of us need to think about more. So if you listen to the show, let us know. Tag Addie at Chickpea in the City. Yes, that's chickpea, as in garbanzo bee, in the city. And I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. As always, we always want to hear from you. And if you're feeling called to leave a rate and review, it means so much. And because of that, and my gratitude for you, I wanted to host a little giveaway. So since Addie and I are such fans of taking care of yourself this time of year especially, I'm giving away a free bottle of Hum Nutrition Glow Sweet Glow Gummies. Now, these sweet and tasty little gummies are 100% natural and full of vitamin C and E, plus I think it's hydroloric, hydroloric acid. Somebody help me with that word, how to say it. Uh, anyway, it's the ultimate glow to your skin. Good way to beat the winter blues and nourish your skin and body from the inside out. And I've tried these gummies. They work and they taste so dang good. Plus, it's free. $30 value for free for you if you leave a rate and review. Jump on that. Just leave a rate review with your Instagram handle. Or if you forget, I'm sure I can find you. And we'll pick a winner two weeks from today from this episode. So without further ado, let's begin. Oh my God. Sorry. I literally, uh, joined the meeting like three minutes ago. Cause I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget. <laughs> How are you? Good. I'm so sorry about all of the oh God, time changes and stuff. I'm so sorry I'm in bed, but this is like how I look when I work from home. <laughs> no, you're good. Me too. I'm like, I I've just been running around all morning and I like put on a a nice pink sweater and I feel put together. So <laughs> I love it. Wait, so where are you from again? I, so I'm based in Pennsylvania, like middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and then how old are you? I'm 19. I'll be 20 in a month, but yeah. Wait, when? Well, January 14th. My birthday is January 28th. Oh, there are so many January birthdays that I'm just now discovering. Everyone seems to have one. (laughs) I know it's weird because my brother's birthday is uh, three days before mine. And then his girlfriend's is like a week before his. And I'm like, literally everyone's birthday is January. (laughs) When I was a kid, like when I was younger, I had um, some friends and we had birthdays through January, from January 13th through to the 20th, like one after another. It was crazy it was so weird made our days my boyfriend's brother his birthday is the day before mine I'm like what (laughs) what is this (laughs) well thank you again for doing this I'm just like so excited I'm so excited too I love doing podcasts well you've been on like a lot you're a you're a seasoned podcaster (laughs) 
I've been on like, I want to say like three, maybe. Uh, my friend Christina, I've been on hers. And then I think I was on uh, my friend Georgie's and then maybe like two other ones, but I haven't done one in like a year. So. Well, here we go. Lots of updates. <laughs> yes. You can ask me literally anything. So are you in college? Oh, no. So I'm not. That's a funny long story. But um, I had taken a, a year off because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I came home from college because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and then in that time, got diagnosed with um, chronic hepatitis C, which is a weird story relating to my mom uh, and her cancer illness. It's it's crazy. And then um, I was healing from that. And so I started this stuff on the side. And then now I'm just like, I love doing this. So I just, I work like part-time jobs and then I do this on the side. And so, yeah. <laughs> I always tell people, I'm like, I think it's funny because I went to Loyola in Chicago and I'm like, I went to this like nice university and now like here I am as like a blogger working for myself. <laughs> but I mean like I guess I wouldn't have like found this if I didn't go to school, but I'm like it's just funny like how things work. I'm like I love I would have rather just like worked part-time jobs, but I think it's funny. No, I get that. I mean, and what did you go to college for? Cuz then you wound up working for Simple Mills, right? Yeah, I went to college for um public relations with a minor in marketing. Um, and I actually found Simple Mills through Rachel Mansfield, who I'm sure you know. Um, and she like connected me with my old manager. And then I met my old um, vice president of the company and she, they instantly were just like, we want you to work for us. And I was like, uh, okay. Um, so then I was an intern for like over a year and a half and then I was part-time for a year and then I was full-time for a year. So were you always Chicago based then or when did that transition? Um, yeah, I went to her, wait, is this all being recorded? Yeah. I like uh, to jump oh, in whenever it seems no, right. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no. So I want, I always wanted to go to school in Chicago, honestly, since I was like in high school, I want to say, like, my freshman or sophomore year of high school, I knew I wanted to go to Chicago, um, just because everyone, like, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, and everyone stays in Cleveland. I was actually looking back on, like, Instagram or, like, Snapchat the other day, and I, like, saw people from high school, and it's just, everyone is doing the same thing, and I didn't want to do that. Um, I was telling my brother how it's funny, a lot of my friends now in Chicago all want to move. And I'm like, why doesn't anyone like it here? I'm like, I love it here. I feel like my boyfriend is the only one who like loves living here. Um, but so I moved here in 2013. And then I think the next summer um, was like the first year that I like went home. But then every summer after that, I've like stayed here. Um, so I've pretty much been here since then and I've lived in four different apartments um but yeah what's your favorite part about the city honestly the fact that you can <laughs> you can walk pretty much everywhere and I don't need a car because I really want to move to Denver um eventually my brother lives out there and I just know I would need a car but like where I live right now I have a Trader Joe's by me I have like coffee shops, kind of, I mean, like not really near my current apartment, but like my old apartments. I caught like my favorite coffee shops. You have workout studios everywhere, and it's just you don't have to drive. So that's very convenient. And in the summer, I'll walk like minimum five miles a day because I'm just like walking everywhere. Um, it kind of is hard during the winter because it's so gray, but I mean, I'm from Cleveland, so it's like that there. So it's like I'm used to it. Um, so it's not like I was ever in California or something. So to me, I mean, it's definitely sad and like hard to get through the winters, but it's nothing like I don't think anyone can do, you know? Yeah. And I mean, speaking of sad, I was actually going to ask you about that. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> like, do you, do you think that you have experienced like actual seasonal, what is it? Seasonal affection? Okay. Effect, is it a uh, something Affection? disorder? Depression. Yeah. Depression. <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly, I thought it was dep disorder too. 
now that I'm like thinking about it, I'm like, wait, depression? He's not affected. I don't even know. Whatever anyway, <laughs> um, whatever it is, sad. Um, I actually like write when it um what was that like daylight savings or whatever, like a few weeks ago. I instantly felt it and I was like so depressed like that first week. And then my friend told me about those lamps that you can get on Amazon. And I got one and like, I don't honestly think it works that well. I think it's like, it could all be in our heads. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it definitely like, if you're sitting at your desk all day, I do think it helps, but I don't know. Um, But I just think like little steps in the right direction definitely help. Like last night I went to yoga and it's like, it gets dark at four o'clock and like my normal workout classes at night are like 5.30. So it's really difficult to get out, but even just like getting out for like an hour, um, especially when you work from home, it's just very difficult to like leave your house. But if you don't leave your house, then you're just like, oh my God. (laughs) So I think that also makes it worse. So even just like going for a walk, even if it's freezing, like doing stuff like that really helps. Yeah. I actually just got, so I have a really hard time waking. Like I'm such a morning person, but for some reason... I, I can't get up in these like winter mornings. So I got one of those alarm clocks that simulates a sunrise. So it like brightens okay. your room as you're wait like for 30 minutes before your set alarm. So you wake up to like light, which is what wakes me up naturally. I yeah. like that. I, know. I will keep everyone posted on how it works, but yeah. <laughs> that's usually how, uh, cause I have like a huge window in my room and usually the sunrise like I can see it but I mean the last like three weeks it literally when it is light out and the sun rises it's just gray so it's like I don't see anything (laughs) I still wake up but yeah no and what you said before too it's like about it being hard to leave your house once you work from home I always marvel at the fact that like when I was in school I spent more time away from my house than in it and now that I work technically from home I like get upset to leave my house for an hour like I don't ever want to go like it's such a weird contrast between you know you're never home and then suddenly you are home and you never want to leave and yeah I don't know I blame it on wanting to be cozy all the time but I agree I'm always like I mean I have a desk in my apartment now and I'm I'll work for my desk for like an hour and then I'm like I just want to lay in my bed like so it's difficult no I get that Mm -hmm. So another part that I wanted to ask you about is that for anyone who doesn't know who you are, you are Addie of the wonderful Instagram and blog, Chickpea in the City. So how did that name come about? I mean, obviously we know you're in Chicago, you're in the city, but where did Chickpea come from and what prompted you to start this, start this all before it was really uh, the trendy thing it is today? (laughs) Yeah, I, um started a or I took a class in college that you needed to like do an elective for and I'm just a very introverted person so I didn't really do any like clubs or any extracurriculars in college um I kind of just like worked out and like that was my thing um but I joined the school newspaper and I wrote like healthy restaurant reviews so at the time it was called healthy city eats I think um and to me, that was, like, the coolest thing ever was just, like, seeing, like, every week there was, like, a student newspaper and just, like, seeing my photos. And it was so cool. And growing up, like, in high school, I loved taking photos. Like, I was really into concert photography. Um, and then I, once I got to college, I just, like, didn't take photos, really. But every, all of my friends knew I was obsessed with taking photos of food. So then I did that for, like, a year. And then my friends told me to start a blog. So at the end of my freshman year, I started my blog. I honestly don't know how I thought of chickpea. I think it was, like, at the time, my freshman and sophomore year, I was, like, predominantly, I don't want to say I was vegan or vegetarian, but I did not eat really any meat, any dairy, um, and I was obsessed with hummus, so, (laughs) so I tell people, like, there it is, um, but it's funny now, because, like, I don't eat nearly as much hummus as I used to, especially in college, but I think it's funny, because now it just works. Like, I do, like, chickpea travels, and, like, my friends used to call me chickpea, and it just is, like, a thing in and of itself. Um, But I started doing that, and then when I started my blog, I was living with my aunt and uncle at the time, and I told my uncle, 
yeah, I think I'm just gonna like make a list of brands that I really like and just email them and ask them if they'll send me free product. And I'm just gonna like make recipes with it. Cause my blog started as a food blog um, because that's what I was like really, really into. And then halfway through college, I honestly think it was like the summer that I started my blog was when I got into yoga. Um, and I was going to yoga like four times a week. I want to say in my sophomore, junior year of college, I was like going to yoga all the time, um, especially the first summer that I lived in Chicago. Only one of my friends lived in Chicago at the time too. So I was like very alone. I was just working at a restaurant and that's kind of like all I did was yoga. Um, and then during that time, I kind of realized that I just didn't want to do food. I mean, I probably did a lot more food, like partnerships and recipes on my blog and stuff, um, like up until my senior year of college, but then I kind of just was over it. And every now and then I'll do something like now, um, but I'd say my blog within the past year is definitely more lifestyle content, um, which can be difficult because a lot of it is to have someone taking a photo of me. Whereas if you're a food blogger, you can just do it all yourself. So that's definitely a challenge I faced, but I really like showing that there's more sides to like healthy living than just food. Um, And I used to be very strict with like eating super healthy. And now even it's funny because my boyfriend that I've been dating for like almost a year, he is like the complete opposite of me and eats like so not healthy. Like will send me photos of pizza and like that is basically his like lifeline. Like, he just went to Bob Evans, and he got me a shirt at Bob Evans, and I'm like, is this, are you serious? And I told my brother, and he's like, who are you dating? (laughs) Um, But just stuff like that, I think it's honestly helped me, like, branch out of, like, just, we live in a world that's just so, like, you must work out every day, you must eat perfectly, and that's definitely how I was in college, and now it's just kind of, like, I'm not over that, but I like to just, like, you know, live a balanced lifestyle. Yeah, it's like live life without anything holding you back, especially food. I mean, (laughs) so do you think something caused you to start becoming like, you know, almost obsessive or just like you have to do X, Y, and Z to be, you know, quote unquote healthy? Did something trigger that in you? Or do you think it was like a mix of social situations, media, or like what caused that for you? Question I've never been asked before. Um, I had an eating disorder in high school. Um, and then it's interesting to like look back on like how I ate because it's like, I would never eat like that now. Like I ate a ton of like raw vegetables and all of this, all of these things. And just like, I was so hyper-focused on like working out so much. Um, and it's funny because I feel like once I found yoga, I was like, it's all really like, I don't know, yoga to me is more of, like, mental and physical, um, and I think health and wellness is just like that in general, too. If you don't really, like, focus so much on it, you just kind of live your life, and then you are healthy within and of itself, but if you just are so hyper-focused on things, it's kind of like when people um, think they're allergic to certain foods, but in reality, you're not. Like, I always stay away from, like, gluten and dairy, and, like, once I started just, like, kind of living my life and like my boyfriend eats literally whatever um it's weird because like my I had really bad hormonal acne like the main half of this year and then like I was like eating dairy and all of these things and my skin has never looked better now and I'm like I wonder like I feel like people are just so hyper focused on things that it's like you put it in your head and you make it worse than it is um so I do think it's a lot of like the media And I remember when I was, like, very into, like, food blogging, like, right when everyone started really getting into it, probably, like, 2016, 2017, it was just, like, all of those photos on Instagram of, like, peanut butter, whatever, covered in peanut butter with more peanut butter on it. And I think that even just, like, got very overwhelming because you see all of these things on social media and you're like, well, everyone else is eating that, so I can eat that, um... So I think that was a lot and that's what made me want to like not really do food blogging anymore too. So that was a very long-winded answer, but I hope that answers some of it. No, it did. It answered, I mean, <laughs> a lot of it and g- gives like a good view into 
the content you do create because you do lifestyle and you do travel. And I just, I, I am curious though, like how have you shifted your relationship with social media since become, since being food focused to now being lifestyle? Like, do you feel more or less attached to it now? If that makes sense. I feel more attached to it because it's my job. Um, like my full-time job, which is difficult. And I'm kind of getting to a point in within like the last like three months where I'm just like, I don't necessarily want to do this anymore. Um, which I haven't really like told anyone, but I, I mean, I love what I do, but I used to my whole life. I was like doing it as like a second thing, not as like my main thing. And I think that is like kind of with anything when you turn your hobby into like your career, it's like, this isn't enjoyable anymore. Um, but I mean, since college, I was always like doing two jobs. And once I started monetizing my blog, it was, um, it was like my fun job. You know what I mean? Um, but I think like when it was my fun job, I could be on social media when I wanted to, or like I could do this and that when I wanted to, but now it's like, I always have to post things. I always have to like be doing something. Um, so I think that's hard and it's just like a matter of like finding like boundaries. So if you're like not on social media for like two hours, I always try to turn my phone on airplane mode for like an hour to two hours a day. Um, and I feel like that just really helps to kind of like set that boundary on social media. Yeah. So it's just, do you think it's like the pressure of having it all be like your job, your main source of income, like knowing that so much like is on the stakes depending on what you do, how your content performs. Yeah. I think that is definitely like difficult um, because it's all up in the air. Like there's no one really like, there's no, like, you know how, okay. So if you're an accountant, you make X amount of money per year and like, you know, you're going to do your job and that's going to be that. But it's like, okay, with social media, there's no like, rule that's like this is how much this influencer makes per year like if you apply for this influencer role this is how much you're gonna make and it's like you never know that and like one month you can make whatever amount of money and then the other month you couldn't um and I think it's all kind of up in the air because if you partner with a brand like something may do really well but then something else like may not like for example I'm working with Whole Foods and Perfect Bar right now and my boyfriend just like edited a edited a video for me for perfect bar um and it's like that does well but then it's like if I post like I don't know food it doesn't do well which is funny because I used to like that was what I posted and that's like what got me I think followers was that people liked what I was eating um so it's just like weird you like never know what people want or if like people aren't gonna see your posts um and then you feel bad for the brand because they're paying you. And then it's like, well, no one's even looking at this. So like, I don't know what you want me to do, but I can't really do anything. So it's just difficult, but. No, I, I, yeah, I get that. And I think a lot, of, I think that's something that a lot of people have to like take into consideration. Cause as we were talking before we really started, like I'm, you know, I'm doing two part-time jobs and then this is kind of like a side side hobby uh, hope to be more you know type of thing so do you think that you would go back to get like a part-time job idea and do this as like a side hustle or do you or do you think you're like you want a job job if that makes <laughs> yeah no I actually was just telling my friend this she was just texting me I'm actually like applying to like real jobs like I say real um <laughs> but like nine to five jobs um just because I miss that like I just miss having something to like work towards if that makes sense like something that's like I'm like working towards something whereas I feel like I mean I'm helping brands like promote their product which is like what I love doing in the first place and which which was my favorite part about working at Simple Mills but like I don't know I just like need that I actually worked at um, Madewell for like a month, like three weeks, not three weeks ago, three months ago, um, because I was just like, I want something like on the side, like whatever. And then I was like, this isn't for me. Like, I can't do this type of thing. Um, I think if I did work in, it might've just been because it was retail and I've always worked in like food or fitness. Um, but I think I would just need like a, 
like a strictly like full-time like one thing you know what I mean oh yeah no I get that it's like I always go back and forth between the idea of I love setting my own schedule but I also love structure and I know I work better if I have like deadlines and like you said like an end goal you're working towards because sometimes with Instagram or a podcast or something it's like you don't know what the end goal is really so you're just constantly working and that's why you find yourself working like all hours of the day and then you come to get like kind of like burnt out on it so I definitely see where you're coming from with that yeah and something oh yeah oh no I was just gonna say oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) I did want to say so something that I really do love about your Instagram and everything is that you're very good at it's like you mentioned them as like the little moments, the in-between things. And I think you are very good at capturing these moments in our day that a lot of us glaze over. It's like we, we don't see them. We don't take the time to appreciate them. And you are very good at that and highlighting them. So where did that come about? Like, have you always been very like aware of your surroundings, very present, grounded in that sort of way? No, I honestly, I feel like part of it has been through social media and like certain other people I follow that are similar. Um, But I think it's just like my life. I want to say definitely like this year, I started doing that more and definitely like how I share photos on my stories. Um, And like people started like taking stories too. And they were like, oh, that like people will literally take photos of like light on a sidewalk and tag me in it. And I think this is so funny to me. But I started doing that, I want to say this year, but this year was definitely just like a crazy year for me in so many different ways. Um, I mean, I went through yoga teacher training and like right after I left my job at Simple Mills um, and I only was at Simple Mills until like January 10th of this year. So like pretty much this entire year I've been like self-employed. So I just think like little, I don't want to say little things, but like just like life in general, I feel like we're always just walking through life so quick. Um, and even when I'm like on the train and stuff, I just notice people like flying like from point A to point B and they're just not taking into account like anything around them. Um, and I even notice it like in my boyfriend or like certain people in my life. Um, and now like even my boyfriend will send me photos of like light, which I think is cute because it's like, people start to like when I make them more aware of it then they're more aware of it but I think once you like focus on like smaller things and it's like you find like joy in everything and then it's not like one bad thing happens to you and you can actually like take a step back and look at the bigger picture and think okay there are actually other good things that are happening um so when we're stressed or anxious about something or if something goes wrong it's like okay well we also have all of these other good things to look forward to I actually just saw a meme yesterday that was saying how you should, um, what's the word? You should like not fantasize your life, but like make your life seem like, like the cup of coffee you get in the morning is going to be the best cup of coffee you've ever had. And when you go to your workout today, it's going to be the best workout of your life. Like stuff like that, because it just enhances everything and makes everything like that much better. Now I'm curious, maybe this isn't the case, but I am slim, similar to you in that, I mean, I'll find the most joy out of like, it's like the weirdest moments. I don't know. And I've definitely, I've never really had people, you know, like relate to it in that sense of these little moments of joy. And, you know, after some thought, I think for me personally, it came from like losing loved ones because it really... I don't know. It gives you obviously a new perspective on life and suddenly yeah. everything seems very temperamental and delicate almost. So I'm curious, do you think it came from that? Like, do you think losing your mom and your aunt and like with everything that's happened, do you think that shifted your perspective enough that you were able to see these, like, like you said, the joyful moments that make every day something to be thankful for? Yeah, I think it's a lot of that. I think it's, um, it's hard for me because so many times, like I keep bringing this back to my boyfriend, but um, like when I first met my boyfriend, it's very hard for me to open up to certain people because I just want to 
this is how I am. Like, I want to be like, oh my God, do you see the clouds right now? Like they look insane. Like that is stuff that I just, I love. And I like three years ago, I would never have even thought of that. And I have had other friends that have lost their parents and it's like similar situation. And it's just very like, not weird to me, but it's so interesting and intriguing how when someone close to you dies, it's just like the way you view everything is just so different. Um, And I actually, I have a friend who he lost his dad when he was like younger, um, probably like over like 15 years ago. Uh, but he's like very similar in the way he like views things. And like, we were like walking across the bridge once in Chicago and he was just like, look at the bridge. And it's like, it's just weird how people like think like that because of like the situations they've gone through. Um, but I think you realize like you can lose so many things in your life and it goes to show like how many things in the world that they're actually like, you have to be grateful for. Um, so just like helping people realize that is really important to me um because it's like you never know like what's gonna happen you know yeah I feel that and I was you know curious if in this like you said it shifts your perspective of life and it shifts how you see things and how you for me a big thing of it was how I interacted with people so have you like I mean I followed you for a while now so I've you know seen as you've you know like kind of been in relationships, kind of not. And it's like how you've navigated this life in Chicago. And so I'm curious, because I know I personally struggle with this too, of like, I don't, I have such walls up. Like I'm not easy to befriend, (laughs) let alone to ever be in a relationship. I mean, (laughs) I'm like, one moment I, I, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, like all happy go lucky. And the next moment, like my walls are up. It's like, good luck getting past them. So have you, have you dealt with that? And how did you, yeah, I guess that, that's what we'll start with. Have you dealt with that? And like, how did that affect, I think like relationships or friendships that you had? Yeah, I think in terms of my relationships, um, all of my friends and everything have been very, um, supportive I'd say um so friends are really easy and it's also very easy for me to open up to friends about my like mom and everything um and I would say relationships I'm trying to think of like I honestly hadn't been in a relationship since my mom died since like my boyfriend now so my boyfriend now is like the only boyfriend I've ever had um but I dated someone like right when my mom was sick through um, when she passed away and like letting go of that person was very difficult to me because I kind of attached that, like I attached the whole like time period with him. So like letting go of him was very difficult. Um, And I want to say like now dating my boyfriend, when I first told him about my mom he's just not a very emotional person or like he does not open up really or like have serious conversations. And to me, that's like very important because it's like, you know, like when you've gone through stuff like that we've been through, it's hard to not talk about it with anyone. Um, And not to say that I don't, like I normally don't talk about it. Like I'm not just like, I want to talk about this today because a lot of the time there's nothing really to talk about. But um, we went on a trip in, November I went to Portland and on my way home I don't know what it is like every time I'm in a plane I like always think about my mom I think it's probably just the fact that you're literally in the clouds with like nothing around you and like you have nothing to do but think (laughs) um but I just like will start crying like every now and then and I feel sometimes guilty because he's not at the emotional level that I'm at um and in those certain situations it's hard because you wish that the other person could meet you wherever you're at, but they haven't been through what you've been through. So there is really nothing for you to do or say. Um, So anytime I just like randomly cry, I'm like, I just need to cry. Just like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, And I try not to cause attention to it, but it's just like, it has, like, it's going to happen. And um, so, yeah, I think like, dating my boyfriend this year has definitely been like a challenge and a test of just like how to like put your, like not keep walls up. Um, 
and just like communicate when you're feeling a specific way. And at the end of the day, realize that it's like, this is who you are. Um, and you should be able to tell people about it. You know, um, I used to actually, I dated a guy, like it was the year my mom died and he was like talking to me about something. And I was like talking like my mom, like still was alive. Like he was like, Oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go to my mom's. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, there's no reason why I need to like hide that. You know what I mean? Um, and I should have just said like the situation of course, at the same time, it's, like, drawing that line where you don't want to, like, have the whole, like, this is what happened to me, and, like, you know, um, and I never want people to, like, feel sorry for me. I think that's a huge thing about it, too, but that was a long way to answer. No, that was, that was what I was looking for, and awesome. I think it is true, and that, A, you don't want to keep it bottled up, but, B, it's so hard, <laughs> because if you open up to someone, it's, you know, it's, you never know what, like you said, what their emotion, emotional levels are, like how they're going to react. And, you know, I know I personally, and I'm sure you are the same way. I never like, you know, even when she had just passed, like I never wanted sympathy and I still don't because I just, it doesn't feel like a good emotion to me, mm-hmm. so, but it, it is hard because I think other people who, like you said, haven't gone through something even similar they don't know what to say. So, you know, maybe looking at it from that perspective, what what would you suggest people say or how they act when they are dealing with a friend or a loved one who have gone through this loss in their life? Whether it's, you know, whether they lost a parent, a sibling, an aunt, uncle, like anyone that's dealt with a close death like this, what would you suggest others do or say in that situation? Yeah. Even when I'm talking to my friends that have, like, I mean, I haven't had a, a close friend that's lost a parent, um, but just saying that, like, for example, like, if someone, if I was talking to someone, or if I was, like, talking to myself, I'd be, like, you can talk to me, you can cry, like, I don't care, like, how you feel, or, like, I don't care how you feel. <laughs> I respect, like, your feelings, and, like, I don't, care if you cry like I want you to cry like do whatever you feel like you need to do and I'll just be here to listen to you and like be in the space with you so you can like feel your emotions um because it's like you don't it's not really necessarily about saying anything I think it's just about being there and being aware um of the other person um and taking into account their feelings and say like I understand how you're feeling and I don't exactly know what you're going through but I like I understand that this is tough for you um and I wish I could do something for you but I will like be here for you like physically and I think that's honestly enough it's just like someone like being there or like hugging you um and not just brushing over it and asking you if you're okay um and it's like if the person says they're not okay, then just, like, can I do anything for you? Like, do you need anything? Just, like, like little things like that. It doesn't have to be huge. Um, But I think our society always thinks, like, you need to say something or you need to, like, have, like, all of these, like, responses and everything. And it's, like, no, you don't because most people haven't, like – I think the the things that we've been through, it's, like, they're so traumatic that it's, like – not a lot of people have been through them. So it's like, there's not really like much you could say, but even, even when I'm talking to my friends that have lost their parent from like literally the same like circumstances as mine, um, it's not like I'm saying like specific things to them either. You know what I mean? Um, like my friend, his dad committed suicide and it's like, I don't know what that's like. Like, I don't have anything to say, but I know how it feels to, like, lose a parent. So it's, like, we can talk about that, or if I need to talk to someone, then it's, like, I can go to him. So it's, like, if that makes I, – I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, no. That, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, like, just being there physically with someone um, or, like, talking to them about anything that's, like, not on the subject, but just showing that you care. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's like a delicate balance of showing how much you care, maybe providing a bit of a distraction if that's what they need or like remaining present with them if they need a shoulder to cry on or something. So I think that is important. And like, in what other ways do you feel you've grown 
since going through that grief? Like if what's the, what, what's the lesson or something that you've really learned and leaned into since, since you went through all that? Um, I think just being very open with communicating with others. Um, I think that's honestly something I learned this year too, because before I met my boyfriend, I was very, I mean, I was very open with people about like what I had been going through, but I think that I could have, I don't know. I think in certain situations I can definitely communicate more because I, I mean, I never liked when people like had walls up and like were very emotional, but you didn't know what was wrong with them. And then they would like, if other people like take it out on you and you're like, well, I don't know how you're feeling. So how am I supposed to like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and a lot of that, I feel like caused like problems between my boyfriend and I, because I could be very emotional, but if I have a problem, I need to like say it. Um, so I think that like comes with anyone. Um, but yeah, well, another lesson. Honestly, I think it goes back to me just talking about like the little things. Um, and every time I, like something really bad happens, not really bad, but like something unfortunate happens or I'm very stressed out or nervous about something, I just try to take a step back um, and think like, okay, but like this is going well for you. And like whatever you're going through right now is not going to last. Um, and you know, it's just like, there's so many other things to look forward to. And yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's important. And as you said, you know, it, it was hard, you know, at the beginning with your boyfriend, because it's almost like you're learning a new way of communicating. Like you're learning how to be with this new person that you know, but you don't know everything about them. And so what are some other things that you two have worked through to strengthen your relationship? Because I know you said communication and on your photography page, you did share that he was sending you pictures of pizza (laughs) the other day. So um, I know your communication game is strong. I mean, that's a strong communication game, but what are some other things you've worked through? Um, I think how I was saying about like being very serious um, because I, there's like a fine balance in my life. I just even think with my friends where it's like, you really want to be serious, but Like, I remember when I was dating and I hate it or like, you know, talking to people on like apps and I hated when people were like so serious with you, but I also was like, I don't want you to be like not serious at all. So it's like, it's always you want something and then when you have it, you're like, I don't want this. Like, can you just be serious? (laughs) Um, so I think that, um, I guess, and it's, like I said, it's hard because it's like people are who they are and you can't like make them be something they're not so it's like if you don't want to have a serious conversation or like you don't have that in you like it's not going to happen um I I'm trying to think of it's funny because I actually I broke up with my boyfriend in um so we started dating in March and I broke up with him in September for literally 48 hours (laughs) but like I think that since I broke up with him like things just got progressively better because of the communication like factors um so I had to realize like okay when I'm feeling a certain way and I don't feel or like I don't feel like affection is reciprocated or I don't like or I'm worried about something I am going to tell you immediately because the first six months of our relationship I did not do that so it's like if he bothered me I would not say anything until like three days later and then it's like at that point everything is built up and then you kind of I think it's almost worse like it's better to just say how you're feeling in the moment than rather like you wait three days and then the person is like well what did why are you just randomly saying this like what's wrong with you um so yeah honestly communication is just key I feel that and so like what do you guys do when say you do have like a disagreement or things are just tense, like, is there something you guys do that you can just like chill out, relax, and it kind of like restores the joy in the relationship, if that makes sense? Yeah, I usually, um, well, that's the thing. That's just like, he is very like not that serious. Um, so if I, <laughs> like, 
I'm really, it's also hard for me. I just think with anyone, not even my boyfriend, but like when I'm upset with someone, like my tone of voice, I just feel like people think I'm joking because <laughs> I laugh a lot. So I'll be like, honestly, like, come on. But it's like, that sounds like I'm being funny. So it's like people, it's hard for me to be very like serious without me basically crying. Like that's like me being serious. Um, so I mean, usually he'll just like say something funny or whatever. Um, and like that tries that like makes things like, you know, but then I'll be like, okay, we can't just be funny. Like we have to like, this has to be serious. Um, so I think that helps, but yeah. Yeah. I feel I'm, I'm the same way in that. Uh, nobody knows I'm upset until I've literally like broken down in tears. <laughs> Cause it's like, until I get to that point, I'm, I'm fine. Like everything's fine over here. But exactly. yeah. So like going through all the transitions from moving to Chicago and then, you know, going through grief, how have you been okay with like moving from family? Because you know, I know a lot of people, it's like you have a close family tie and then you do go through something such as grief. And I don't know, I feel like sometimes either that family tie gets shattered in a way and people start to drift apart or it strengthens immensely. And it's, you know, almost like you have a lifeline because of those family members. And I know for me, it was definitely the strengthened lifeline sore of it's hard to imagine being away from them, even if that's not necessarily like where you imagine yourself being. Mm -hmm. So how did you navigate that? Like being away from family in the midst of those turmoils? Um, so when I moved to Chicago, my mom actually moved to Kansas. So my parents divorced when I was a sophomore in college or high school, high school. And, um, my mom moved to Kansas and then my dad was in Cleveland and I would go home to Cleveland every year for Christmas. Um, and then my mom came to Chicago for Thanksgiving and then my brother was usually like, he would go with my, he would always like gravitate more towards my dad. Um, and then once my mom was sick, my brother actually was like living with my mom for a period of time because my brother lived in Cleveland until like three years ago and then he moved to Denver. Um, but it's weird because like my brother and I were always really close. And then my dad, like I had a bad relationship with my dad, I guess you would say. Like I, when my parents divorced, I was like so happy because I just lived with my mom and my mom was like way more relaxed, like not very strict. Um, and so then, um, when my mom was sick, I'd say like, I was still kind of not that close with my dad and I kind of kept it a secret. Well, not a secret, but like my dad didn't know that my mom was sick until I want to say until she passed away. Um, and then, or like I might, she might've known, but then once like she passed away, it was kind of like, I mean, my dad is like my only parent now. So like since the, it's been almost three years that my mom passed away. My dad and I have been like super close. I mean, I've gone to Cleveland more in the past two years than I have like in through high school and college. Um, so I think that's just interesting that when you lose someone, it's like you get, I think a lot of families when this happens, like it's either you drift apart or you get closer together. But my dad and I, I would say got like relatively closer. And then my brother and I are like best friends. Um, because I just think that he views me as like the closest thing to my mom and then like same as I, to him. Um, and I mean, like he's just like so similar to my mom too. Um, but I talk to my brother like every day and it's funny cause like he, cause he lives in Colorado, he, um, like loves to go hiking and there will be times where he's like out of self service for like three days. And I'm like, where are you? Oh my God. <laughs> um, but I'd say, like, when I moved to Chicago, it kind of was hard at first just because at that time I was, like, my mom and I were so close. And I remember I was, like, oh, I won't be homesick. Like, I hate Cleveland. Like, I want to go to Chicago. And I was, like, infatuated with Chicago. And then, like, two months in, I was, like, okay, I want to go visit my mom. Um, but now that I've been here for so long, it's funny because I don't, like – 
in terms of moving anywhere, I'm like, this is like my home. Like I've been here for so long. It's like, I know people like, I see people I know on the street, like stuff like that, that it's just like, this is just like, finally feel like I'm never homesick, even for Cleveland. Like I miss my best friends at home, but like, this just feels like right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's been neat as well because you've included your dad in like a lot of your stories and it's just so sweet to like see that relationship because I mean like even I think it was like yesterday this morning like he's you know like on your stories I was just like laughing so hard like he's he's hilarious and you'd never guess that you did have that strenuous of a relationship in the past and I know for me at first it was almost the opposite of like I resented my dad because Mm -hmm. You know, like my parents were still together when my mom passed, but it was like for a while I didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah. And over time, like it has strengthened as I've realized, like, you know, what, who he, like what he is. Like he's like, like you said, only father, like only parent left. And yeah. then similar, like my brother is just my best friend. And something about him being like my younger brother versus if he was older, yeah. I just, yeah, it's like he's, like my lifeline you know like yeah. I don't Wait, know is your brother he's about to turn 18 in like 10 days so oh. yeah so you guys are like two years apart, year mm-hmm. apart okay yeah so we've always been pretty close but then after that it was just like I just like you said it's like you step in almost as like the motherly figure because they don't have anybody else and so I think that is like I don't know it's interesting to see that too because I see other people with their siblings and they like I don't know you know it's like some have really good relationships and some are just like feuding all the time and I just can't can't imagine that it's so it's a weird complex but yeah no it's honestly like I love having someone I think like I actually thought this the other day when I was on the phone with my brother that like I don't even know what I would do if I was like an only child because just like no one knows exactly like what you've been through except that other person like even my dad doesn't know um just because my dad was in Cleveland and like my dad didn't see my mom like all these things but it's like my brother literally lived with my mom when she was sick so it's like he knows basically everything um so yeah I would say the same it's just like very nice to have like that relationship and so I want to know as our closing up of this episode all this being said what are a few of your favorite things like right now in this current season, last month of the decade or whatever it is, what are oh some God. things that you're really loving? So many people are saying last month of the decade. Um, I'm really loving um, this class, this like new workout class I've been taking called Shadow Box. And it's like a boxing class, but my friend teaches, like she just became an instructor there. And it is so fun because it's just, it's like 45 minutes, but it's really quick. Um, and it sounds weird, but like punching a bag is just like very, very like freeing, I guess you could say. Um, so I love that. Um, I love that I live across the street from my boyfriend actually. So I love the convenience of that. Um, and I love my apartment and I think it's something that like I literally wouldn't have never imagined in my life to live in. Um, because I can see um, Sears Tower, which I don't know if you're familiar, but that's like the tallest building in Chicago. Um, So I like have a view of the city. And I was actually telling my dad this the other day, but I'm, um, well, now I'm turning this into like things I'm thankful for, not necessarily (laughs) favorite things, but whatever, same, it's like similar. Yes. Um, But I love that my apartment has central air and central Mm. heat because I feel like that's something not a lot of people think about and this goes back to the little things but it's like no one really thinks about that until you don't have it and you're like oh my god I miss this um and then one more thing that I is my favorite thing right now I love um loving perfect bars I mean I'm not just saying that because like I do stuff with them but I this is gonna sound kind of weird are you into coffee Yes, I, I, I like, uh, so I can't do regular coffee, but mushroom coffee. I know it's not the same, but it's as close. Oh, no, but that's what I'm drinking right now. Okay. Forcing <laughs> yeah. mushroom coffee with collagen. And then I'll do like, okay, I cut a perfect bar into four pieces, right? And I put one piece into my coffee and blend it. And instead of doing, 
um, like nut milk. And it's basically the same thing. And it is so good. Um, and it's funny because people are always like, perfect bars are so heavy or like, I can't eat a whole perfect bar. And I'm like, but it's honestly so good if you blend it into your coffee and like a little bit goes a long way. So I love that. Um, and I think they're supposed to come out with like a new flavor this month. That's like chocolate mint or something. I don't know. Sounds good. But um, yeah, I'd say like my, having coffee, forcing me out of coffee every morning, one of my favorite things this month. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. I just got their um, hot cocoa packets. On the Black Friday sale? No. Um, I get, so I get like Thrive Market and it was like a free uh, gift. So I was like, heck to the ass, I'll take it. free gift? Yeah, yeah, because they do that. And I'm, I was like, okay, I'll do it. So. I wanted to order their, uh, the, the reishi cacao for, uh, it was like Cyber Monday. They had like a sale, but I was like, I don't oh, yeah. But it's so good. I love their hot cocoa. It's next level. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. And where can everyone find you to see all of your, all the beautiful things we've been talking about? <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram, chickpea in the city. Um, and chickpeainthecity.org is my website. And that's basically it. I do have a Twitter, but it's irrelevant. <laughs> I started a Twitter like two months ago and I did like five tweets and then I was like, I do not have, to, I do not need another social media channel to be like dragging me back to my phone. I'm done with it. So. Right. Exactly. I'm like, well, I, my name on uh, Twitter is like chickpea in the city, but it's like missing like three letters because <laughs> the city is like too long. So I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what it is off the top of my head. So I'm like, I don't care. I love it. Perfect. Thank you guys for listening once again. I know that conversation kind of went in 101 different directions, but honestly, I think that's quite all right. We don't always have to have, you know, super factual or super one topic episodes. And I think Addie is just the perfect person to have this conversation with, where we talked about so many little things that really mean so much, whether that's you know, social media and your relationship to it, content creation, grief, you know, finding love, moving on, relationships, communication, just so much bundled up in one. It's like the ultimate present, I suppose. But if you liked it, if something resonated with you, like, let us know. We would love to connect. We're both super chatty, as you can tell, and (laughs) we love to connect. We love a good laugh. We love to just really, you know, talk with people that get what it's like, that feel these emotions. So you can find Addie on Instagram at chickpea in the city. And I'm on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. And as always, if you feel called to leave a rate and review, you will be entered into a giveaway to win some hum nutrition glow sweet glow gummies. These are filled with vitamin C and E and hydrolauric acid for which is good for your skin. They help you glow from the inside out. So jump on that. All you have to do, go to the Apple Podcasts, search Let's Thrive, click on the podcast, leave a rate and review, and just tell us anything. Favorite episode, favorite guest, something you've learned, something like honestly anything anything would work. So thank you once more and I'll see you next week.